0: I'm through with standing in lines of clubs, I'll never get in. It's the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. I want a brand <laughs> new house on an episode of Cribs, on a bathroom can play baseball in, and a king size tub big enough for 10 plus me. <laughs> that's
1: all you know. on that. That's totally that's cool. It. I started to think is Nickelback still playing? Are they still doing concerts? I have not. I, I don't even know. I think they I are. I man. I it just
0: like popped up, and I was like, I actually, really like that song. Like when it came out, like back in the day,
1: back in the, back in the late nineties. Oh come on! I'm trying to think. It would've been late nineties, man. It is.
0: I don't. I don't. Yeah. And uh-huh. then like it was always like a meme to be like not like you know Nickelback, <laughs> even though they kind of rock stars.
1: Clifford, welcome to the show, man. Thanks to you so much. I know that we've been chatting quite a bit, and you're a busy boy, man. Like you got it's been nonstop for the last three years for you. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. which is good and you built us a, a very solid brand right so this is yeah. really uh huge huge kudos to you man
0: yeah I'm, I'm good I'm good to be here I want to like reflect more uh, reflect more light on what we do and trying to you know I feel like underpinning in general has like a bit of a bad reputation you know because it just kind of like everyone feels like they can do it kind of deal and it's uh no yeah.
1: you need skilled tradespeople to do underpinning
0: there's a lot of people that you know think otherwise They think you know you can just jump in and just start digging holes and It could be dangerous in the wrong hands, just like, you know, anything, like I
1: said, but um, It becomes a news story at that point. Yeah, you know, and and then,
0: then clients trying to get like people like us to come in and fix things. And like, you know, then I'm liable. And it's just like, no, 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 I can't.
1: We're getting ahead of ourselves. So I just want to do a bunch of shout outs. I want to just uh, introduce her. No, no, it, 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 that's, that's the whole point of the show here is just like, obviously, we're going to talk about underpinning. We're going to talk a lot about concrete. We're going to talk about yep. structure. We're going to talk about your team. We're going to talk about everything. This is something we haven't discussed in great detail. It's been discussed because we've had a lot of concrete guys on the show. Uh, and th- there is a lot of love for concrete, concrete as as rightfully so. It should be there. There's like a thing? lot of love. Right. So, Clifford, it's Parker, right? Correct. Uh, and Pegasus Underpinning and Renault. And uh, how many years you've been doing it now?
0: We've been five years now.
1: Five years now, huh? And then our website is www.pegasusunderpinning.com And then it's also the email is pegasus Or sorry, pegasus underpinning at gmail.com And then on Instagram, it's pegasus underpinning Renault. On and, Renault. And Renault. Yeah. yeah. And Renault. yeah. Oh, yeah, and the and Renro. could not okay. fit any more in, so... No, I know, this is... Okay, so Anne. A-N, only A-N on Rennel. Great. Uh, I want to do a quick shout-out to uh, John from McNeil. He's doing the uh, the People for Paws. Uh, so he does a charity collection for uh, stray dogs and, and just, nice. you know, animals, cats, and everything like that. So he does it every year, and I... I, I I have a lot of respect for him to do that, so I definitely want to do a shout out for him, and I'll, I'll be making creating more awareness for that, so everyone could check it out. Ontario SPCA, it's a great organization, and just help them out there up in the Barrie area. And then I'm wearing uh, Tools in the Trade uh, their hoodie that they gave me, which is totally cool. So yes. it's a little big; it's an XL, but it's a little big, but it's comfy. And uh, okay, that's it, man. I want to get going into the con- like underpinning. Where did it all begin for you, Clifford, though? Like, how did you all get started in the business? Obviously, you got an accent. It feels like Scarborough. No, it's not Scarborough. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) So close. (laughs) Where's where's your background from, man? Um,
0: I'm English, uh, born and bred most of the time. You know, I'm from uh, the Midlands, Staffordshire, basically. Uh, Not many people in Canada know anywhere else outside of that bubble of, like, Manchester, Liverpool, London. As soon as I say, like, uh, Staffordshire, it's just like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> kind of that blank look okay and you're just like yeah that's you know it's near manchester oh okay yeah yeah I, now i know where it yeah, is Yeah, exactly okay so sort of, they sort of know where it is um but yeah england and then i came here like 10 years ago
1: what were you were you working in constru-
0: i've always been in construction since i left the military I, I pretty much well thanks to my dad i was doing it from a very young age like i actually like skipped school to do like the odd day with him it was like you know and I'd be out in the
1: freezing cold, just
0: hating life, you know, hating construction. I'm like, why am I, here? you know, just differing away, carrying slabs, my back's hurting. And, um,
1: but construction there is, is um, uh, how do I want to say this without upsetting anybody? Uh, you just say it. I mean, construction there, you guys work hard there. There's a you, lot you of have, hard work. You working. have to, there is, yeah. no,
0: there is no unions. I mean, they, they exist, um, but they're very small. And like, basically when they killed them off, they keep it very small. So basically a site super, you know, a site, a site, uh, a site uh, foreman and then a laborer, everyone else is subcontract. Okay. So that's how they basically, and they, you know, they get all their benefits and whatever else, but everyone else is subcontract. That's how unions are. There's no, so. I mean, there's the rail unions because like, rail is like big money and they, they're the only people that really get.
1: Well, residential and, and commercial high rise. Very, very rare. Like, like really? said, they
0: keep it very small. They have their own employees. Obviously their site super, everyone else is subcontract.
1: And what was your dad doing in the business? What what was his title? He's
0: always been like a site super or okay. a site manager, or, and it's or a either commercial
1: or or a residential. Both. both,
0: both. Yeah, we worked on like uh, theme parks. That's what got me working into structural work as well. As we worked on theme parks, we do all the tunnels uh, for roller coasters. Um,
1: so big machinery. Yeah, lots of concrete trucks. Yeah,
0: concrete R- trucks like big big excavators. We use things like rock wheels rather yeah. than because uh, dynamite's a bit more expensive. <laughs> So they started using rock wheels, and um, yeah, it was it was good stuff.
1: What's a rock wheel? I think I've a rock seen wheel, yeah. it.
0: You would have seen them in such things, like you say, like on, more like in quarries and yes. uh, mining. Okay. Yeah, they usually have like it's basically it's got a bunch of teeth that kind of go. Yeah, off. and it just grinds. Yeah, and it's like diamond, yeah. diamond-studded teeth, and they just kind of like yeah. It spins. Are they not
1: noisy? No. They're quiet, no, Qu- it, re- like relatively speaking. When you're looking at it, you're thinking it's a lot noisier than what it really it's is. It's not
0: really noisy at all. Depends, obviously, depends what it's uh, it's grinding through. Most yeah. of the time, we were dealing with like bedrock, which would actually double up as sand, uh, like sandstone, and they would uh, they would actually reuse that on covering drains and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's handy because it's all obviously with it being a roller coaster. There's no room for error. No. Um. So it would all be guiding through with lasers and and all that kind of stuff. But um, that and then we would do all the shoring for all the tunnels. Um, a lot of pipe on edge on pads, and then we'd have like a block and beam on top to make you know cover it with soil.
1: Were they not? I guess I mean I'm I'm trying to go back as far back as I guess as the channel where it was all just panels of concrete that were being legoed in, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't just being poured on site. or are they were they doing both a combination of the two?
0: What, what they were doing on this particular one is um the top half, the bottom half was basically just rock, and then okay. the, ha- the top upper half we'd have the concrete pipes on edge, on top of a, a slab. And then they would just, um, they were basically custom, we would custom fit forms for the tunnel. And then we'd have black like block and beam on top, um, which we then would then be just be covered, so, you know. So. Wow,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. And that was 10 years ago and then you came here. You're working on that already from high school.
0: Yeah, I was doing that after the military and then I joined, And then I, then I got into construction again. Um, yeah, cause I, like that was my route of escape. I thought I was plan to get away from the game. Um but yeah I ended up
1: you, you didn't know, want to do it at first
0: I was it's, it's when you get something forced on you it's it's hard to love it I feel um it's just like you know you feel people like you know you want to rebel right I suppose I didn't it's not that I wanted to rebel I didn't I didn't like I did, I like the physical, physical aspect of it but I don't know I wanted something a bit more physical I wanted to travel obviously you know you see all the uh, army commercials, and you're like, oh, I want to do that, you know? It's not like that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's pretty disorganized, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, okay. a, it's not, you know, it's all, not all like, you see on the commercials, all, uh, yeah.
1: So then from there, what what made you come to Canada?
0: Work. Uh, well, uh, I actually originally, originally came on a vacation, a vacation visa, which was six months, and then I came here and I saw all the uh, all the cranes. It
1: was a lot of work. And
0: coming Coming from a country that, like, I was literally begging for work, and, like, everyone... That's how it works is like people work hard because if you get fired, the chance of you finding a job straight away is like low. Yeah. Um and you could be out of work for months. Um I mean the longest I've ever been out of work was a week. Um but I, you know when when I was at work I, I was willing to you know, if I had to when we had a major recession, like construction stopped. Like absolutely stopped. And if you you know, there was a lot of guys that were saying Oh, I'm not getting out of bed for less than this. I'm not getting out of bed for less than that, you know. But they'd sit at home on benefits, you know, and that's just not how I roll. And,
1: and that was the, well, I mean, that was how the last three years were rolling as well too, And right? they still blame it now. Like you'll yeah. still see
0: them say, oh, you know, oh, we can't pay you that in this economy, even though, you know. And I used to go through a lot of agencies as, as an equipment operator. And uh, you'd have people local in my area. Like you say, a bit. Of, everyone's pretty much low-waged and you know, lower than everywhere else. And... And I'd have two agencies, one from Manchester, and one in my area. This one would be like asking me to get go to work for eight fifty, a local one. And then I get the same text message from another agency, wow. you know, ten, 10, to 10 pounds yeah. an hour. And they're, they're taking they're, they're a cut they're too. The same company, really, same, same job and everything. And you'd see the address and everything, and it was it was the same job, but because it was the area, they thought they could just you know they could like oh this guy ain't got. Take the advantage
1: of the situation.
0: They've done it for years, and this.
1: It's still being done that way as well. Oh God, too. yeah, yeah, really, because yeah, yeah? I know a lot of a few guys have gone back. Yeah, you know, they came here, they set up, and they had some children here, got married, but then they decided to go back, and then they're 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 busy there too. But I guess the world is busy right now.
0: Yeah, pretty much everyone's trying to. Yeah, yeah, it's a free for all right now.
1: So you come into this world, you can you come here ten years ago, and were you getting right into concrete um, at fun- the first? Or well, funny
0: enough, I, I was working in as a in a hostel, um, just to work for stay at first because I was on a vacation visa. I was doing like. Everything basically is like a handyman. I was their handyman, so I was doing all the all the drywall, the patching, and because it was the hostel was falling to pieces. Yeah, it kept me busy. Um, it was crazy seeing some of the things. Like you go into the basement and you'd see like fuses you see the ring fuses i've never yeah. seen, we don't even have them oh uh, we still have them and uh people had, like shoved foil in there and like twisted it <laughs> short uh, like holy crap you know and they had wires so fire in. waiting man just wires in yeah. the walls and they have like a steel plate on the wall where the light used to be and he, these, these cables aren't even like there's no ties on them they're just there you know it's just crazy and you were
1: pointing this out to them going that this is
0: oh, they didn't know they're just hostile stuff you know no one cares so yeah just you know just a way of you know, finding accommodation. Just
1: make it relatively dry, and then hopefully it doesn't catch on fire. Yeah, and if it yeah. does catch on fire, then at least make it a little bit wet so it can help us with the fire, <laughs> that kind of mentality. It was, it was, good,
0: it was a good experience. You know, yeah. Like eye, eye-opener, for sure. The things they got away with and you know, the way things are over here safety-wise. And, like,
1: certain things. Is it better or worse here than compared back home?
0: Well, in safety-wise? Yeah. Safety back home actually shut a lot of businesses. Um, but they, they couldn't afford to keep up because it got so strict. Um.
1: Were there a lot of deaths? That's why a lot of accidents or? Uh,
0: no, they just, it's the it's a, it's a money. It's the money they made from it because you couldn't even get like, over here, you, you, get, you do your WHMIS basically, which, yes. is, which is fine. You, and you, you could just keep doing it until you pass basically. If you do that back home, you have to study. It's, we have a CIS, CIC, CICS card, okay. which everybody has to have, no matter what you do, or labor, just general labor, which is similar to WHMIS. Everyone has to have it. And uh, you have to literally study out of a book. It's a touchscreen test. You can pass or fail. You miss a day off work, you know, doing it. Um, if yeah, you fail it, you... Then you have to take it again, yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. you keep on taking it until you pass or it. Or you
0: have to, you know, it's a sit down, like, pass or fail. So
1: you, you eventually have to understand the information. It's like a driver's license. You have yeah. to have it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Same with everything. Heavy equipment. And with heavy equipment, when I was doing that, you have, like, a provisional. Which over here, they, they didn't get. Because I, I spent probably the equivalent of, like, $10,000 back home getting all my heavy equipment licenses because how it works there is like you say you get your your red card as is uh, and that's like your provisional and then you have to do at least i think it's 300 hours per piece of equipment which has to be signed off by a site super
1: back home yeah but yeah. it's not like that here no
0: you just go to you, know, you, you go to home
1: depot get a trailer hook it on oh. and you're using Oh, it.
0: even trailers back home you have to take a separate test now you can't even just pull a normal trailer anymore you have to have a, a trailer license like it's kind of
1: good I mean it's like
0: it makes sense Yeah, it makes sense but you know it's you know the people that have been doing it but then you get you can get grandfathered in as well like my dad he wouldn't have to do it uh, it's the same for the licenses like certain tons you can't go over but if you've you know if you're a certain age and you've been driving long enough they'll, they'll let you they'll, they'll just let you go grandfathered in basically
1: all right, so you go from the hostel, you're working away, and then yeah. you're just finding other jobs, and now you start doing some projects? And
0: Yeah, somebody offered me a job in uh, the Shangri-La, funny enough, when they were building that. Um, and it was like, went from, I was on basically, when I finally got my visa, I was still working in the hostel for a very short period of time, and they were paying me like $14 an hour or less. You know, I asked for a rise, it's like trying to get blood from a stone. <laughs> And then, you know, somebody's like, hey, yeah, I got you a job, just labor, $20 an hour. I'm like, what? Like, does that even exist? Because I, I didn't even know.
1: What, what, yeah, what was going on? I didn't on, even know, like, yeah. in this
0: country, you know, what's the going rate? And, you know, I've always always been busy. But uh, this guy's like, I'm like, $20 an hour? I'm like, that's a thing? And, uh, yeah, I went there just as a laborer. And then, yeah, I gradually did that. And then I got employed to a, another underpinning company. And, you know, I I, I like I like the physical aspect of that and, Got me into it, but I did do a better underpinning back home. But we do it more of a on a structural aspect, where if I, you know, if a building settling, we would then underpin it. It's not necessarily to make a more space. Yeah, we don't have basements really, unless it's like a pub or yeah, a cellar. You know, everything's
1: built on. Uh, it's just a crawl space kind of thing, right? No, not even a crawl space. It's yeah, just it's just a, frost walls basically. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember it hmm. being, which is really interesting. So, for, at, at what point did you realize when you were working for other underpinning companies that you realized, okay, I think I could.
0: Well, I was a foreman for for other company and, um, you know, I'd always build the relationship with the client and all that kind of, you know, I was, I'm a good, I'm good at what I do. You know, I, I enjoy what I do. And when it comes to detail, I was always on point. So um, long story, I got poached by another company. It was a Renault company, but he was getting into underpinning and he wanted me to run his underpinning sector. And uh, I went, he he poached me for a higher rate. So I went in. And he's like, yeah, here's the basement. Uh, go, go, go help my guys. And I went in and the whole basement was dug out. It was a sandy basement, which, you know, I'm already, sirens are going off on my head. Yeah. And, uh, and it's wet. Again, two, like, two things that don't go together. It's sand and water in a basement. Like they, they just, um, the banks were literally eroding around them.
1: And um, What stage of uh, underpinning, how many stages were you guys working on that particular job when you walked in there?
0: They were doing it in three, stages, three but, stages, but the problem is it was sand it and was it was a road. Yeah. It was already like these banks, these angle of reposes, which they didn't really have a seven to ten angle of repose. It was just an angle like there. And these things were just collapsing. And they were like, Yeah, we're good. We just have to work fast. I'm like, Wait a minute. Uh,
1: that's not how it works. No, that's, yeah. That's not how
0: it works. You don't just work fast and hope it doesn't fall on our heads. Mm. You know, that's not, that's not how structural. Uh,
1: all right. So you uh, ring it in.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, This isn't how it's supposed to be done. And yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, I'm just basically, yeah, it didn't last for long. And then um, I was after talking to that business owner, as he was just a straight up entrepreneur who knew nothing about underpinning. And he just like hired guys who thought that, you know, he had underpinned in the past. And he's telling me, you know, this is how much I charge, this is this and that. And I'm just looking at this guy and I'm like, I can do what you can do. Like, and then when I finally let, like, that was the first job in Canada where I'd actually been fired from. Uh, because I was just going off all the time. Because I was like, this isn't how it's supposed to be done. This is unsafe. And they didn't like that. And uh, I got fired. And then I was like, do it myself. So I, I just literally, I, I had one business. I had, Did you what, feel
1: like you were fired, Clifford? No. No, like that's no. what I meant, right? I mean,
0: it, it hurts. It's just like, cause I've never been, I've never been no, fired. No, but you're
1: voicing your opinion. You're like, you, yeah. you're looking at things and going A plus B, you know, like, yeah. this doesn't work. And this when he
0: fired me, that first conversation, I had him in the job interview all came into place and I'm just like, if this guy can do it, like, and he's just, he, he doesn't know. He's just a straight up office guy. No. uh
1: So here's the big question, Clifford. Is it, why is it that so many guys try to get into underpinning? Is it just because the dollars are there and you can charge clients these dollars because you're at the starting of a, of a big project and the clients want that space. So then they'll pay whatever you're presenting.
0: Well, they don't always. No, not always, yeah. but majority of it the time. It obviously depends on, the company they're hiring, you know, they're willing to, you know, up the box a little bit based on their, you know, reputation. Yeah. And the you know, they've got that uh that footprint of um you know of of good, you know, past clients, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the they do read my reviews on HomeStars, you know. I I I like HomeStars. it did its it did its thing for me. Yeah, and as long it, as you made money from it, then it's all exactly. good. Exactly. But yeah. then, you know, when I'm getting text messages um from people just Trying to give me fake reviews and like I'm getting furious and I'm calling up Homestars. I'm like, I'm paying you serious bucks for you to like get these guys texting me, telling me you can give me fake reviews. And they're like, they'll do that for Homestars, Google, everything. So they
1: sold your contact information or somebody did? No,
0: they, yeah, you just get these texts, you know, you can find your number online. Yeah. Um, anyone can find your number. Um, and then I get these like now and then and I'd forward, because I'm just petty like that, I would forward the contact onto Homestars. I mean, I, I screenshot it and I'd be like, this is garbage. And I like, oh, don't worry, we're, you know, we're shutting we'll, we'll get rid of it kind of deal. And, you know, um, So anyway, where was I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, we're going we're gonna to dive deep into this whole world. And I agree with you that you started seeing little faults in what others were doing. And you, you figured that you could do something better with that and actually create a better service, better product. And that was it, right? Yeah. But I mean, you are I have a lot of respect with people that do underpinning properly because there is a process. You've got to work with engineers and you've got to work with inspectors. You cannot be, for lack of a better word, an asshole and think that you're high person on the totem pole here. No, you guys are all on equal levels and you're all working. There's an objective here. Yeah. It's really, really important. This is actual structure. So it's like the bare bones of it for people who don't know about it, like homeowners. You're literally digging underneath a home at different stages of it to create a a, a lower basement so you can have more space like in in Toronto we know that we all grew up in Toronto where a five foot basement is pretty high you know what I mean but that's not realistic these days when you want to try to create an income suite or you want to try to uh, nanny suite granny suite whatever suite you need a minimum of eight feet or ideally seven feet if possible but then mechanicals come into play there's so many things factorying in, right? And so I, I want to get into that whole world and what you do and how you do it differently. And mm-hmm. and I know that parts of Toronto, which is kind of good, is they have already identified um, the soil conditions in yeah. certain areas. Even though you got to still test it, you got to confirm it. But there's a lot of areas in different parts of the city that have certain conditions that are already getting approved, right? And then there's I also definitely want to talk about the neighbors. Whenever you're doing semi, and, and I've got my share of stories too, you know what I mean. And and there's ways around it. There's not, and and the one thing you should never do is confront. Your neighbor is going to be that way. Let them. Do not feed back fuel on it because it's never going to solve. You're to douse the fire. You gotta yeah.
0: Because I've been there before. Where I've came to a. I've literally the the homeowner told the neighbor he been. He'd been revving up for us to be there because he told him it's going to get it done eventually. Yeah, we
1: did the same thing. And he,
0: uh, he literally sat on his doorstep. Like I saw the outline of his body. He was, must have been sat by his door. And as soon as we pulled up outside, he like stood up, come storming out, like walking over, um, <laughs> and he's like, "I want this. I want that. I want this." And I'm like, "Speak to the homeowner. Like I'm going to do my service. If you want to see the actual physical drawings, ask the homeowner. He'll pass them. Um, but I'm going to do my job." Whatever you need for me, I'll provide it. We'll keep everything clean. Just, uh, if you need anything past that,
1: speak to the homeowner. Was that good enough?
0: Oh, yeah. He kind of, you know, he just kind of, because they don't want, they they expect confrontation, a lot of them. but This is in the beaches area, I find.
1: um, A lot of semi-detached homes. Yeah. So you're sharing a party wall, and that's where it starts to begin. And and
0: he wants, like, he got his own engineering to, like, check for movement. He was like, yeah, he went all out. Yeah. but yeah, that's that's kind of a lot of them come out come out like all guns blazing, like they want they want an argument out of you. Just
1: they they want they want something. Yeah, that's all it is. And, and what I've done is, um, I, I everything's nice months way ahead events you're, you're presenting that this is going to happen like this is what the homeowners this is what's being drawn this is what's being presented for the city this is the permit that's being applied for and all this other stuff and here in toronto i don't know how it works in other countries or whatever but here in toronto y- you have to get permission from the neighbor if you are going to excavate underneath the party wall you have to get permission from them it's part of the process right so i mean we were doing it and everything's fine and she was fine the neighbor was fine Everything was good. It was getting closer and closer. Then things started to twist, right? And it got to the point where it's like, nope, I'm not approving this. I'm not going to do this. And this is beyond the point where I went into her home, had a meeting, sat down, polite, everything nice, photographed the wall. I photographed the hell out of the party wall, both levels, because there was no cracks. I, I don't want you to come back at me and tell me, you know, this crack or whatever, that crack. There was no cracks, nothing at all. So I was just covering my bases at that point. But it got to the point where she's like, not going to approve this. And I was fortunate enough to be working with a crew that was working with an engineer that came up with a different way of underpinning that didn't involve us to go underneath the party wall. So, And we did that. And now at that point, we didn't have to. We didn't bother. And I've had lots of people, designers or other architects reach out to me, ask me, what's this all about? What are you doing? And it's just basically the upturn, right? Which is a different way of doing it, mm-hmm. but it allows you to get away from the neighbor. So, yeah. I mean, it got to the point where she was getting in my face and yelling at me. And then she was telling me, I want to hear from you, Manny. I want to hear you say the words, you're not underpinning this house. And I would just look at her and go, you're never going to hear that. I'm I'm achieving this. this. This is an objective of ours. I've got the crew to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to stay clean on our side. We're going to stay professional on our side. And she was literally yelling and getting a little angry at me about it. And I was not feeding it back. That was the worst thing you That's can do. And we did. We pulled it off. We got it done. And there was no cracks on our side. And she had nothing to object about. Right? So neighbors are going to be neighbors. This is just trauma. I've, I've been in that back and forth. where just all kind, like, You deal with it all the time.
0: Yeah. When they, where they're like, I'm just going to tell you I'm not happy. I'm like okay
1: yeah i got a and joke like, about yeah, that okay one. and they're like okay
0: but understand i'm not happy And i'm like i understand you're not happy <laughs> okay and i thought like this is where we're going and i don't know where this conversation is supposed to end and he's like just so you realize i'm not happy i'm okay <laughs>
1: So, so clever. Okay, when you don't I, when, have any
0: problems, when, call the city of Toronto. Like,
1: what, when I get an angry client like that, or a neighbor or something like that, and they're constantly saying, "I'm not happy, I'm not happy," I just ask them, "Well, which one of the seven dwarfs are you?" <laughs> 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 and I walk away because I mean they're just going to continue that mm. shit, you right? You get a bit of a boil off that. Though. Yeah, that's all it is, right? But I'm just like I'm not going to be angry at you, but I'm definitely going to douse it with some humor and Plant just walk. That's walk it. Away, it's yeah. gone. But yeah, they went the whole. They make the threats. I had neighbors where there was noise going on, and like we were using SDS. There was like six guys with SDS chipping away because the the soil conditions were so dense it was ridiculous. Like we were, they were like the the, the the spade bits of the actual sds when we were digging were wearing out oh, yeah. over time yeah. that's how dense it was so the, all that noise was just Around carrying the high yeah it was just out. it was just going like right to the neighbors and she would freak out and get in our face and i'm calling the city and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning i'm like call the city call the police call whatever you want i can do this i'm like you can't do anything about it and she did like eventually some building officials came by and i got really friendly with the inspector there and he would be like hey man how's it going i was going hey how's it going what's it what's it about today and he goes oh you know the neighbor just over my shoulder on there i can't tell you who it is but i can't It's just over my shoulder and i'm like okay cool thanks man i appreciate it okay yeah i gotta walk around man let me walk around i'll come back out and we'll go all right cool all right we'll walk around and it sounds like the guy yeah they they get it they and they because they know that you're not shady they know that you're trying to be nice and professional and take care of the home and the neighborhood. So I, I guess it's almost like it's rare in this business. eh?
0: that's the thing is like, I've got, you get a lot of city inspectors walk in and they get like a sigh of relief. Yeah, You're like, if you only saw the street up down the street, Yeah, like, and I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, but you get a lot of that. Oh, if only you saw of, you know, they get a lot of, cause they're just happy. You know, the job site's clean. Yes. Guys are reasonable, you know, and, um, it's a, it's a weird industry. Like I say, everyone feels like anybody can do it. And yeah, they, they just can't. You know, you've know, you got to have a, people with this, obviously a particular mindset. It's not an easy industry. Um, by all means, uh, I always say it is is the hardest job in construction. I'll yeah. say that. And yeah. I've, I've done most, like I've done concrete. You know, concrete's bursts. Like you do whatever and, and you know, you're done. With that, it's every day. Day in, day out. You're chipping the floor, you're moving dirt. Chipping the floor, you're moving dirt. I mean... How many jobs can you really get? Machines in there, and if you can, you know, it's like the amount of work sometimes it takes to get a machine in there. So
1: then you haven't even factored in the stress. Mm. Like you, you still, when when you take that pause and you realize I'm digging underneath a house and I'm responsible for that house, mm-hmm. especially if it's attached to another house, yeah. right? And then you're like, and it's beside another house, and you got that narrow. Like it's just a stress. Yeah, I agree with you. It's 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 difficult. It's with
0: a, with experience, the stress kind of you know it does disappear. So, you know, obviously, it's, it's always there, but you know, with that, comes experience. So, with experience, you know what you're dealing with and how how to how to deal with it. You know, like you, you know, different soil conditions have different you know factors. Clay, yeah, depending on which type of clay is, I can go on about it all day. You know, there's sandy clay, there's blue clay, which is a nightmare. You know, there's almost like blue clay. Yeah. Oh,
1: where's blue clay in the city?
0: Blue clay is uh, it's usually really deep. Um, a lot of high park is like blue clay. It's blue clay, yeah. It's like a blue gray. You'd wow, blue and dense. Oh god, it's it's it's. I actually prefer concrete over this clay. <laughs> um, it's it's a different it's a different stuff. And like I was going through a chipping gun like every every couple of weeks. What's the
1: history of blue clay? Like, how did that become the way it is? Is it just compressed over time? Oh, and then-
0: clay is like untouched, isn't it? Yeah, that's the like thing. yeah, it's that's like what, yeah. dirt is like compost basically, and then you know, clay is nothing. Like nothing ever uh, died on it or. Wow. I, think that's the
1: I haven't come across that one yet.
0: Yeah, but blue clay is, is, is yeah, it's something else, and it'll take the, take the life out of you. Uh,
1: let <laughs> me do a little history here because we got a lot to talk about. Um, underpinning above uh, Grand Central Station. In 1917, Hotel Commodore designed by Homer G. Balcom, the engineer behind the a- Empire State Building, was built uh, above Grand Central Station with the hotel's foundation being supported by the subway structure. I didn't even know this one In 1979 The hotel underwent Extreme renovations As it was renamed Grand Hyatt Uh, The renovation resulted In headroom Needing to be opened up At the subway Mezzanine level Requiring extensive Underpinning And significant load transfer Of the hotel above By temporary support Sequencing and jacking The hotel was known For its glass box appearance But it unfortunately Went under in 2019 It went under In 2019 Mm. I didn't realize That one Okay So, Clifford, um, you come across because you've done a lot of underpinning jobs. I guess you've done rubble, you've done block, um, I guess concrete pour. Um, How do you start the project? How do you like what? Like where do you begin from there?
0: Obviously, exploring the dirt is always the first. always the first task you know we want to know what we're dealing with
1: um you're doing a little bit of a discovery holes exactly. here and there, you know, yeah
0: the test holes usually one either side of the house um you know like i say every everything everything looks good clay clay is uh you know you can sleep at night you know everything stays put it's, it's great um sand's great in in the, in the right hands there's, again there's different types of sand uh there's sand where it's literally like a a glass you know you you go three feet and it could literally you know it literally slowly erodes. but then the sand with roots in it which is an absolute nightmare because the roots obviously create weakness and, and it'll literally drop in plumes like so these are like little things but even when you think you know like this is this is good um you could go the whole way down it's fine but you'll get that last two inches where there's like a layer of clay and the water will kind of sit there overnight uh, we haven't it, even talked about water over yet. it slowly just starts to grow so yeah. even with that obviously you know you, what, what we would do in that scenario is we would um like okay step back what we'll do is we'll do basically dig inspect pour all in the same day um just so you know there's no risk factor
1: which is the best way to go about it
0: of course it's obviously harder tougher you know if that's the right way, then that's the
1: way we do it. We were doing a dig in the dead of winter because everything just got postponed, and it was always the harshest. I always get in sight early, and you're showing up, and there's ice. The water's ice now. Like, there's a crust right on it. Mm. <laughs> that's how you start your day, yep. and it, it's just it's kind of just it's soul crushing sometimes. yeah it is it's, it's very difficult so i mean i haven't come across the roots but with the roots you start digging away you start seeing roots and then you keep on really chipping fine, away
0: really fine roots um and it'll just
1: it's like a spider web that's holding the dirt yeah, at first exactly
0: and it looks fine but then you'll literally turn, especially with like a rock foundation yeah you'll turn around you'll hear a boof and it's just like it'll get bigger and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa we need to change change our game um and You'd shore
1: it at that point. Do you have to kind of? Yeah, you would shore it all. Yeah, you would even
0: okay. prop it if you know if it was that bad. Um, you would prop it up. Um, but like obviously, we find one like that, then we'll treat them all the same. Um, rock foundations they can also have you know problems, especially in that we had a combination of both once around the Jane area, Blurring Jane. Okay, that's a lot of sand around there. Yeah, and it was a rock foundation, and it was sand, and it was roots. Um, so again, that's a you know, perfect storm. Yeah. It was something else. But again, you have to, you know, reason why I always say um, our first phase, we'll dig them all down, then we'll build forms when we're ready, then we'll dig in. We'll never dig in, especially in that scenario, uh, dig underneath the foundation until the forms are built. So there's no waiting time. Because, it, you know, an engineer, a good engineer will tell you, you know, 24 hours to 48 hours, that, that should be poured. Yeah, um, And that's that's what we do. No matter... What the type of soil is, that's the way we tackle it. It's always dig down forms. So we're ready, ready to go, dig down, you know, book everything accordingly. Have at it. And,
1: uh, it's a routine at that point. That's the way it should be, yeah. How many guys do you have on the crew?
0: Right now, we're down to about eight. Okay. And then we, we were, were up to about 12, uh, 12 or 13 uh, before the, you know, CV, yeah. COVID. Um, and then, yeah, we're down to about eight now.
1: Yeah, exactly. and now it's a machine like you guys are yeah I have my even, lead even guys. eight's a good size right
0: yeah, i have my lead guys you know every crew should have the every crew definitely should have a lead guy you know you don't want the sheep just kind of like running around like people just kind of aimlessly especially like in because you don't know what they're going to discover right so you need somebody there with, uh, with the experience to kind of take control
1: what's um i mean is it dictated by the clients or i guess it's dictated by the budget when you start thinking about how deep you're going to go down
0: it's more about budget, yeah. And then, obviously, with, with depth, you, know, you need a good engineer. Yeah. He knows you know, how, to, uh, how to deal with... Because, you know, obviously, the, the deeper you go, the bigger the pressure, the more chances as well.
1: Well, there are limitations. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, clients will always ask for more depth, but it's, it's, it gets to a point where budget doesn't matter at that point when you start getting too deep.
0: To, to a certain degree, yeah. I mean, there's different ways. Like, every good engineer... If they're willing to invest their time into it, obviously it comes to like wall reinforcement. Um, There's other projects we're looking at uh, way out and they want like 12 foot finish. and It's going to be like an underground gym basically. It's crazy. I was actually like foaming at the mouth when he was telling me about it. It was uh, something else.
1: Well, it was one thing that I learned early on was that there's no rule here in Toronto. You can dig as deep as you want.
0: P1, P2? Yeah, if
1: you wanted to. You could literally do that. And some of the more... I guess, expensive homes. They start creating those underground garages or they start creating a golf simulator or basketball court. They start doing all that stuff, yep, right? Yep. And then all they're doing is underpinning the structure, if it's an existing structure.
0: Some guys with the simulators, they just want that area. Yes. The simulator dropping and everything else. is uh,
1: Home theater, it's actually the best spot for a home theater because of <laughs> the sound and everything like that, yep. but that just creates more work for you guys. Yeah. But it's good. So they're asking for our architectural finishing walls for you guys to leave them with.
0: We just leave them a blank slate ready for the trades to move in. Basically, you know, plumbing roughed in, finished floor. Um, that's basically what we do, yeah.
1: Are most engineers these days overpouring? Or are they asking for... Uh... Overpour.
0: Some some the drawings, the city like to look at drawings. With are the you a fan floor. of overpour? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I know there's like a million arguments either way. But, you know, I could show you, you know, I've, I've had to see people say you could put a credit card in there, but I'm like, who's doing your pins? Like, who's doing them? I know concrete shrinks, but like serious, I, I couldn't even get my fingernail in yeah. on a good overpour, you know, done correctly with, a vib- you know, with the vibration run through it. No That's air. the key. That's, and and yeah. I always go at least six inches above the footing level and then constant pressure. And even when, even when we're done vibrating, we'll climb in the holes and we'll hit them with hammers, get all the bubbles out of there, and it's, it's solid. And like I say, when we move on to the next one, the first thing we'll do is we'll check to see if there's contact, yeah, like 100%. And like I say, I couldn't even get my fingernail in there. It's, it's solid. And again, if, what I find as well with the non-shrink, if the footing is like up or there's even hollows. like There would be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then
0: like, I've, there's ways, there's people who have like do things with that is where you know, non-shrink's expensive. So, so they literally cover the perimeter. But no engineer is going to come in and drill it no to check the center it's always
1: been a visual i've never seen like anybody
0: point, some people like pointing a brick yeah you, know, you just kind of fill that void the,
1: the problem is that and i agree with you is like it depends on the engineer but you if you if you, if you give the the dry like you're, you're packing it in there to a laborer or some junior person they may not know exactly how to and you've yeah. got to do it in stages right?
0: non-shrink has to be done in a yeah. very particular way Too wet it's garbage Too dry it's garbage it has to be right in the middle um a lot of room for error oh god yeah because like you say when it's too wet you tap it in it drops you tap it in it drops it's
1: it's no different than an overpour later on worse than an overpour. which is actually becomes a cold spot at that point right and then you're like okay you've actually created a bigger problem now yeah exactly. so it's uh, kind of good so like it's that. a gap
0: that's so small now that you can't yeah. even yeah yeah
1: and then you'll notice that later on before you're building and if you start seeing cracks or whatever in the foundation wall Mm-hmm. No, but I guess, yeah, the overpour makes sense to, to do it that it way. Will,
0: it will go over a rough footing, you know, as long as the overpour is adequate. It will go over a, an uneven footing. Um, so that's why it, and it will actually wrap around things, you know. That's, that's why it works, and there's certain things that non-shrink you know, don't do. Again, I know there's people probably like swearing right now. Not nah, sure. it, there's, um, it,
1: there are, listen, man, there's, how many different kinds of cars are there? How many different tools are there? Like, there's just, it's how you do the job. That's all it is. And, yeah. and overpoint still works. Engineers still sign off on it. It's still, you know I mean? It's just, you're right about the vibration. That's key. And then getting it in there, it will find all the holes, right? Yeah. It'll fill the void. And then you're right about when you take the forms off before you get started on the next one, you're visually inspecting it at that point, right? 100%. So, and everyone gets into a groove. That's the cool thing about the inspectors and the engineers. And, and you guys, everyone's in the groove when you guys are doing the process, 100%. right?
0: You have to be with friends with your engineer, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, like yeah. Rule number one. It's still fascinating though when you start working on the Toronto homes and and you start digging and there's no footing whatsoever. Oh, so right? many, so many. <laughs> it's like, and the houses haven't. Well, technically speaking, they haven't moved. Yeah. They still move in the center for some weird reason. Yeah. There's always that dip in the middle. Yeah. Um, but then the perimeter they never really move. No,
0: you'll see like when the ground, you'll see where they've done like a one-inch slab. And you'll see the the footings actually sticking out yeah. the slab slightly, but everything like you say, everything else just kind of. I suppose maybe back then they just kind of had everything falling towards the floor drain. Right
1: but it makes a difference, like when you start asking the question of, are we going way over much, like for underpinning today compared to what that structure was yeah. built like a hundred years ago plus?
0: Oh yeah, you'll walk into a basement, you're like, how is this house even? Yeah, Can't, you know, it's like you know. You know, a two million dollar home, and you walk in, and you're like, "How is this even standing?" You know, and literally like blocks with beams sat on top of them, like you know, not even straight. And like some of the, it's, it's crazy what you look at, and uh, you're like, "How is it even?" But it's it's pressure that saves everything. Yeah, downward pressure is like everything stays where it is, and that's the the fear with uh, underpinning. Obviously, if the walls aren't done correctly, and you're releasing. What's basically held it there for nearly 100 years.
1: One of the things I love doing is getting on the main floor because usually everything's all demoed up top so you're renovating the whole structure anyway and throwing on the laser and just taking a look at the whole perimeter.
0: Oh, we always we always mark every wall 100
1: And it's generally very, very good. Like it's within an eighth of an inch across the whole perimeter of the house and you're like going, this house hasn't moved. No. It hasn't moved at all because you're doing that for your own frame of reference. Always. Right, and so I just when I look at the amount of work and material and skill that's involved in doing the underpinning, that's why I ask: Are we going way over top? But that's engineering here, I guess, in Canada, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I say, even even back home, it was the same with underpinning. You know, you 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 basically always always the thickness of the wall plus four inches. You're matching the footing either side. You're always widening it. And like I've been doing houses like Victoria homes um, around the Mount Pleasant area. Yeah. And it was two brick course, and it was just on the dirt, the whole way around. This the was bricks like, were yeah, on the. That's it. Just the, the thickness of the wall, two bricks courses. Wow. Two courses of bricks, sorry, and it was just on the dirt. That's it, and uh, and
1: that's a hundred plus year old house. Oh, it
0: was it was like a listed home. It had like a plaque outside. It was heritage. Wow.
1: Oh, uh, wow. And the bricks were still in good condition.
0: Oh yeah, not not even like any pyramids as we'd see it, as we call it. It was solid. But again, soil conditions. We were there some some time chipping away
1: because it was really really oh yeah what's your uh least ideal job site to work on where are all the the grocery list of variables that just keep in, on compounding
0: in, in terms with oh um. just
1: with the, you i mean you guys are a big outfit you have you know you've got your bins that have to remove dirt you've got either conveyor belts or how else you're going to move dirt you've got machinery coming in taking out bins you've got concrete coming in putting concrete in bringing concrete in you need a big enough space. But if you start asking, like clients start asking you to, to start working on a particular house and you come in there and there's no drive and it's all, everyone's attached yeah. and a row home. Or well, whatever.
0: these are all the things that you take into factor when you're doing the estimate in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get a million phone calls uh, like a week of people saying, what's your linear footage? That's, and that's,
1: like, not a, that's not a thing.
0: I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, what's the house look like? What's the access like? What's the soil conditions like? Whereabouts are you located? I'm like, I can't just throw a number out and be like, yeah, this, this is what I'll do it for. And I get it like per square footage. Like, Listen, man, if you want me to come and give you an estimate, I'll come and give you an estimate. But that's it. I'm not going to be like throwing numbers over a phone. That's, that's not how we work. Is
1: this a GC or a homeowner?
0: Either or. Some pretend to be homeowners. I've had that before. All my friends doing this. And, <sighs> you know, and I'm like, no, sorry, I'll come to the house. A lot of GCs do that. Oh, what's you your linear footage? Um, but like, all honesty, I, I'll stick with homeowners. That's, that's the way we roll.
1: Really, yeah? Huh? Instead of GCs? Yeah. Why? Too many I'm just I'm sick, cowboys. Of chasing,
0: sick of chasing money.
1: Oh, fuck that whole thing.
0: I'm so done with it. Like, I'm done with it. I'm You're done at the beginning with, like, of the stage. Like, hey, it's Sorry, t- man. I'm at the cottage, and they'll, like, drive down the street, like, two minutes later, you know. It's just, <laughs> I'm done with it. Like, I'm done chasing money. And that, that 10%, that final 10%, it's, like, just, like, trying to get, you know, they don't answer your phone calls. I'm just, you know, homeowners, it's, it's, it's I, li- I like that relief of, like, I'm like, oh, we're just, you know, we're just on the next phase, and they'll literally walk down the stairs with the check, and I'm like, and then this is when my life started to change because we did like big projects, like the, the Drake Hotel, and that was through a major, you know, condo building. I don't know if there are any names under the buzzer or anything, but uh, that was a massive condo building, um, you know, GC company.
1: You're talking about the extension to the east. Yeah, we had to underpin the. It dra- underpin, really?
0: We underpin the Drake itself, and the lady that refused to move. In the, in the little Chinese restaurant there. Yeah. yeah. We had to put a foot in, a foundation under a house because it was none. It was just wood on blocks that side because they had nothing to shore, right? Wow, so uh, that must've been a challenge. It was just basically shoring, you know, shoring what was there. How
1: deep did you go on the Drake?
0: The Drake itself, all we had to do was go down. I think it was like five feet because they basically where they were taking it to because they were already way down and you know, to get to the foundations of the uh, Drake itself. Yeah, we were already way under so you're only
1: doing that because of the new structure that was
0: it's going slightly lower than it, theirs and
1: so the city or the engineer or the who was asking for the engineer had to been the
0: to go for
1: the to nope. was asking for the two structures next to that that had to go down to the same level as yeah, that yeah, structure being yeah, built
0: yeah
1: that was uh yeah oh that's a good uh i'm gonna say 30 feet worth of we were already
0: down there so we only went down
1: no, the actual distance away from the structure because you got the one structure that's going down and that
0: was literally next door. The the lady next door. Yeah, the was lady. Was, she was
1: right beside. But the Drake there is another. Uh, no, to we, the qu-
0: we were right on next to the Drake. The wall of the Drake was. Oh wow! Next to us, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow, that must have been challenging. How do you? How did you guys go underneath hers?
0: We just had, well, they had machines there, um, which they were supposed to provide. They were supposed to provide the uh, the operators and the machine. They had a big forty two Volvo there with the, you know we had the bucket on back to front. Mm. Um, and he's like, no one to show up. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm an operator, and I'm like, oh, we're, you know, the, the the asking for a ticket went out the window because they had, you know, I've got more experience than have these guys with tickets, <laughs> and 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 they had nobody. So I'm like, what do you want us to do? do you want us to go home? Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're no, here, we're working. Just, just get it done, boys. You know. Yeah. So we went down there. I got there with the machine, and I've operated bigger machines than that before. And we got under the foundation. It was all blue clay. It's like cutting butter with that thing. You know. Oh, wow. And uh, we got underneath there, but then obviously we had to square it off by hand because we can only do so much uh, with the machine. Um, yeah.
1: That must have been a challenge.
0: It was, it was something else. Um, getting down there was something else because they wouldn't give us any sort of footpath. Uh, we're not unionized. So they, you know, they're just like, oh, laughing, laughing at us down this hole. And, and you know, they're trying to make us work through the rain. And we're like, man, we're going to get electrocuted down here. And it's just like, get it done. And <laughs> We, I had to put the refuse to work order. I'm like, listen, man, like I'm going to refuse
1: to work. It's not right safe, now. man.
0: And, and, you know, it's filling with water. It's blue clay. So basically a swimming pool at that point, you know? Yeah. And uh, we could go down there the next day, a couple of days later. And it was like a foot of water. And um, I'm saying, you oh, um, know, we need to pump this out. And he's like, just pour. I'm like, I, said, I know the engineer. Like, I know the company they were using. And he, he actually referred us to, to the Drake. I called him up directly. Oh, man. Site super hit the roof after, but anyway, I called him up directly, <laughs> and I said, "Listen, man, he's trying to make us pour concrete. I early concrete at that, which is like super fast setting uh, on water." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." no, no. Compromises like, I'll it. I'll no? be there. He shows up. The site super comes down. He's like, "What's he doing here?" Like, you know, how he was blood. He was he was beatroot. This guy. He was losing his mind. And because I, I overranked him, I was like, "I, had, I had to." Of like, course, I have to. I couldn't just do what you know do it because he asked me to do. It. No. I'm not going to compromise. Again, and, and their contracts are like, you know, yay big. And they're trying to make us do it. And knowing full well, it would be us that's liable. If, if anything, anything goes wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, get it done kind of deal. And
1: so did he pump it out? Oh, yeah. He, 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 had to he hired as a pump. Yeah.
0: Even, he even got his lights in the end. like course. Pop up lights. All yeah. this, you know.
1: you had to smarten up. If
0: I didn't do that. Then you,
1: know, and you just, can't move forward.
0: Yeah. You want me to go do this, me go down Like, that's not in our contract. Just, just get it done drives you nuts. Anyway, one of the reasons why I... Uh,
1: you can't do it over the phone. I agree with you a thousand percent. This is not something that's done over the phone. This is something that has to be site supervised. It has to be expected. You have to look at the the very, you know, like Everything. Every neighborhood is different. Yeah. So you have to just... There's, there's a bunch of... There's a grocery yeah, list. And
0: the smaller bins work out more expensive than yeah. the bigger bins. All that kind of stuff, you know. And,
1: and you got to f- turn them around faster. And then you, it's, getting the concrete in there is a pain, as much as is trying to get the dirt out of there as well, too. Yeah.
0: Pumping's huge, obviously, now. Um, everybody does that rather than the wheelbarrow option. I mean, we, we stick with the wheelbarrows because I want to keep my guys busy, you know, rather than just send them home. I, I'm, not, I'm just that way, you know. I've, I've, been in this, I've been in this game for some time now, and I, I like to keep guys busy rather than sitting in a home. You know. Some people will say that was soft, you know, but that's just, how, that's just how it works out. You know, I, I'd rather them be running the wheelbarrows and busy and getting the hours than it would be just like send, you know, keep two guys on site and send everyone home. It's just it's not our role. It doesn't make any sense. No. Keep them busy, run the wheelbars, and do it that way.
1: You're running everything else, like everything pretty much yourself, the admin and everything, the business itself. and then, yeah. But you got a site super, right? Yeah, like, I have my site super. Show. Okay, all right, and they take care of it. But you're running the business itself.
0: Yeah, that. And sometimes I'll jump in and like you know run a site as well in between everything else, in between all the madness. Uh, but I, I will jump in there and run a site as well. I'll even jump on the shovel and do it as and when. Um, but you know, my my, the word I don't like is "can't." You know, if a guy tells me I can't work in this corner, it's too small. I'm like, just just get out, get out, and I'll jump in there yeah. and I'll do it, and it's done. And then it's like, you know, oh, we can't. And they don't say you were right. It's just. You know.
1: Well, I'm always fascinated because it is. There's a lot of challenging points in an underpinning, right? There's and then there's also you're fighting the mechanicals, the existing mechanicals that are there, whether it's the water supply coming in or the waste going out, but. Everything is possible. You know, I mean, if, if a man could dig out of Alcatraz with a spoon, you're pretty much can, you know, underpin a house in Toronto. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's possible, especially with today's tools, right? Yeah. So our, our
0: biggest thing is um, we take, i say people take on jobs that don't want to take on. Um, but, you know, that takes a lot of experience. Crawl spaces, example, that's, our, that's one of our big things right now is crawl spaces um, because, you know, they, they're sat on. I always call it dead space. Yeah. And they're, still, they're paying big bucks for this footprint that they can't use. Yeah. People are just sealing it off and it drives me wild. You know, and they're not even using it for storage. They're just sealing it off. And just, show, show, just the, waste the shut the door, you know, yeah. keep paying you, you know, for your $2 million home and just forget about it. I'm like, that footprint belongs to you. Like, use it. You know, yeah, it's, it's a bit more work. We don't know what we're getting into. You know, we'll get down there and like joists to like, um, you know, rest differently and whatever else and just on different, on different things. But, you know, you've got to be ready for that. And you always brief the client up accordingly. You know, you tell them, you know, don't say the, be expected, you know, expect the unexpected kind of thing. But, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be things. You know, we could come across boulders as big as cars, which, which we have in the past. And we know how to deal with that.
1: You just dig around it.
0: Dig around it. And then we, we, uh, we fill it with expansion grout and just it pops and we bury it. It's,
1: <laughs> still it's just it's a pain in the ass but it's a challenge but it's part of it you guys are discovering it you start digging you start you start breaking the existing slab which is generally next to nothing it's probably an inch or two thick inch, at the most inch, so yeah. you go, a sledgehammer takes care of that Basically. then the real work starts at that point right No, mm-hmm. uh, i, I, I want to ask you the arsenal of tools what are you guys like pushing for everything for all the sds and then drilling and digging
0: bosch on the chipping gun front is usually our best option yeah um people push Hilti, but I don't know. I don't like sending tools off to Montreal to get fixed.
1: Um, there isn't a...
0: Not many places touch them.
1: Really? I, I thought, I thought Hilti had a place here in Toronto. They do, but
0: they don't fix them themselves.
1: Oh, they send them out? Yeah. To Montreal? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that.
0: I've like, The only thing I have that's Hilti really is uh, the petrol saw. Yeah. And I took it there and it was misfiring over COVID. And uh, they were like, can you post it to us? And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, I'm going to post my, 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 my gas saw to you. To, yeah. To you.
1: I, yeah. I'm, I'm, It's gonna cost. Yeah,
0: it's gonna cost probably more than repair (laughs) it. Yeah, um, they had to ship it out. Then I waited around like five weeks for it to return, and then you know. But like Bosch, half the stuff I can fix, or you know, you just get the parts. And a lot of my places near me, right, right next to my house. I know of
1: complete here in the West End. What's the place in the East End? Is there a place in the East End for Bosch?
0: I I use. downtown rental is who i use right next to my uh, yeah okay i use them guys they they do everything fixed in a house yeah they do all my uh my conveyors as well i've used them from day one you know there's that there's that kind of deal as well so
1: um what else do i want to ask you here man so
0: there's plenty
1: <laughs> no there's plenty i'm just who do you uh use for concrete you have a favorite in the city
0: well yeah Crete maker is my number
1: one nice yeah. go to you they're, know? I, I, they're a good I, outfit yeah. I was
0: based in the east, so and they were like I was based on industrial originally way back when and um I used them, you know, I know Pete the owner um great guy, and uh then I kind of like shifted around a bit, just try you know other people I tried uh, getting get into drum mix at one stage, I'd go to like r b s uh, you know all these other guys and and uh yeah, and it was going back to Creepmaker. it's just it's the it's the you know, then I can just get one of my guys and he says like, you know, five to six yards rather than getting six and throwing away a yard or, you know, vice versa. you got too much or not enough. And then, you, you know, what do you do? You yeah. call up guys panicking. You need a, you know, you need a yeah. yard or whatever. Um, the cream maker, you get that, you know, as long as you tell them, you know, a rough number, you're good to go. And like any of my guys can call it in and you don't have to be.
1: And they know what you're doing, and they know what they got to achieve, so they kind of give you a little bit of exactly, a buffer, right?
0: Just the drivers as well; they know what we're doing. They're right. nice guys, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can get that—you get that change, chance to change consistency. So you know, with a drum mix, you can really—only thing you can really do is go wetter. With them, you know, if if uh, we're doing a,
1: I actually prefer sight. Yeah, you know, mix there.
0: Yeah, that's it's that's convenience about it. Isn't yeah,
1: it? it is right. You can go up or down, right? That's the yes. good thing about it. Yeah, like with walkouts, but it's a little bit more expensive, right?
0: Yeah. I'd say it was a little
1: bit more. But soon. that convenience, you it can't really put a price result. on yeah, it. Yeah, you can't result. put a price on it. That's why That's why yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you, uh, Clifford, you, was it hard to find your team, to find, or is it? Originally, I mean, no. no. No, it uh, wasn't?
0: Not not originally, no. Um, These days? Now it's, it's it's like getting blood from a stone, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to do it, and right? Probably they'll promise you they're going to show up, and, and they don't. It's a hard job, I, I, I don't get the, yeah, man, I can't wait to start, and then they just ghost. And you're like, hey, so you're not showing up? No response. You get that a lot right now. And then you get the people that just kind of walk through the door and walk out again. Um,
1: It's hard work. Yeah. You start your day dirty.
0: And I always explain to them, like, I don't make anybody do what I wouldn't do. And I say that, I don't know how many times I say that, but but they're not me. (laughs) End of the day. But um, I don't do that with any of my guys. I I wouldn't let anybody do what I wouldn't do. And what I've done, what I haven't done. Um, But yeah, where was I again?
1: Gone. no the workforce yeah you know, it was okay yeah. in the beginning no, but now, now it's
0: just uh again no, nobody wants to work especially physically
1: but the money's there oh god yeah, yeah. in this trade this particular trade the money's there
0: yeah. and, and that's another thing i always try to start with the base rate yeah I always, like, just on because
1: well you got to see what they're gonna do
0: exactly and, and nobody wants that
1: they're yeah. like no, no no no
0: i want this or nothing i'm like well you get nothing then and yeah. then they'll probably sit at home for the next three weeks doing nothing you know when they could have been earning whatever um, and like I, I will pay well, but you got to prove yourself. Like, and that's the way I work. Like back in my day, if somebody say you got a job, yeah, you can start tomorrow. It's not the first thing you say is how much you pay. Like it's, it's not even in your mind. You just want a job at that time, um, and that's the first. Like if now when I put ads out, and they don't all the first thing they respond is, what's the pay? I'm not, like, I'm not. are you sure. throwing
1: the ads out on? Indeed or something like that? Or? Anything really. Anything I had really. Indeed. Indeed. And the a, first Indeed, response is, what's to pay?
0: Indeed, Indeed is a mess, I find. I get like 90% people that don't even live in the country <laughs> trying to get me to sponsor them and people that I've never met. <laughs> I keep uh, getting those phone calls. Job man. banks, even worse. Like uh, 90, 98% of it is just Zimbabwe, anywhere you can think <laughs> in the world. And it all just like, I need job. And you're just like, what? Do you want from it's me?
1: a digital age now, so anyone can be paying attention yeah, yeah. and they think they're down down the street.
0: You think like the pot code or whatever, they kind of signal that and they'd be like, yeah. not coming through, I don't know. There must be a way around it, surely.
1: Do that, I mean, don't they see that there's a potential here that I could be running a crew one day, I could be running this job one day. There's a lot of skill. That, that, that,
0: that's the conversation I have with all my guys. When we all stand out and we have a toolbox talk in the yard, I see each one of you running your own crew. Yeah. I see every, everyone, I want... I, the less stress I go through, the better it is. And like and the better up, the better, better pay you'll receive. And I always say that. You get back what you what you put in. And I'm I'm not I'm not one of these guys that'll say, Hey man, I want you to prove yourself and then you won't see me for the next six weeks. Uh, you know. Like, give give me like if three days I see you're running around like headless chicken, but you know, obviously in a good it's way It's gonna be like that.
1: Doesn't matter. You're gonna get a rise. Yes. Like
0: end of story. They don't, they don't believe you for some reason. and I had that in the past as well where they'd, they'd say that, you know, and they'd give me broken promises. Um, I got that a lot over here. Is it, is
1: it the work is just too hard, Clifford, for the pay?
0: It, it is, but I don't know, like, what, what do you want me to pay? Like, you know, even if I find even with them people, though, you couldn't pay them enough. Like, even if you paid them that kind of much, you wouldn't get the work out of them, you know?
1: I don't think they would change.
0: I understand, like you know, money's money's a big aspect. You know, I get it. You know, it, it is for everybody, and I want to. I've been on both ends of the shovel, so to speak, and I understand that this is this is where, as as a business owner, I suppose I'm a, I'm, I'm a soft in a thing because I, I actually sympathise with guys because I've been there, and uh, you don't get that with the you know the the super's kind of like you know of of office you know. figured
1: out that i could make money from doing this but i've never done it exactly yeah
0: um and they'll just like you know just work harder kind of deal but i know what's realistic like i know i've been there and uh you know i can say well this isn't quick enough because i know it's not quick enough and uh you know i know when guys are working hard and it's just i'll pay them what i know they're worth and what basically a lot lot of my guys now get paid more than i've ever been paid yeah that way
1: Because you're seeing that that's what you need to do to keep them. But there's still a bunch of turnover in your, and there's still a bunch of turnover, I think, in any concrete trade. It's just uh, you either got to love the concrete and love that trade, or you don't. It's one or the other.
0: Yeah, There's sweat involved regardless. There There is, yeah. That's the thing, and nobody wants to sweat.
1: Let's do a little OBC here. Uh, Concrete mixes. Uh, This is all about aggregates uh but most of the time you guys are using what three quarter yeah regular. yeah right quarter. 19 mil or whatever You very
0: really right? rarely go like pea gravel or
1: anything no like. there's it well does pea gravel make it weaker or stronger
0: that's there's an argument as well it depends on the mpa and like yeah what kind of stuff it's being used for it's
1: uh this here the size of the aggregate is uh, unreinforced concrete mixes cannot be more than one-fifth the distance between the sides of the vertical forms or one-third the thickness of the flat work so you guys are vibrating and that gravel is is moving away from your forms yeah. and moving away from the top as well too right technically um, speaking
0: yeah. again that's another thing is you got to know because you know sometimes no matter how much you pump holes in the basements water will go there yes and it and when you are pouring, it will push water, but that's not the top of your concrete. No, I know you know to, to like walk away now would be insane. And then there's a difference between fat and concrete, right? There's like, a, like the creamy stuff on top. Yep. So this is why we do what we do is we you know we'll vibrate it through, and then we actually see gravel race to the top of the overbore. and then that's when we start hitting it with the hammers after the vibration's done. If I don't see bubbles, and it's not, if I don't see bubbles, it's not done. And if I walk away and it's even settling. Well, Because that's what the
1: vibration is doing, right? Exactly. It's pushing the air out of the actual volume of exactly. the concrete. Exactly. It's a very good point to bring up. Uh, cement mixes for a maximum coarse aggregate size is 14 mil. One part cement to 1.7 parts fine aggregate to two parts coarse aggregate. Uh, I mean, that starts to get a little more technical. For a maximum coarse aggregate size, which is three quarter, uh, one part cement to 1.75 parts fine aggregate and then 2.5 parts coarse um, and then site batch concrete ratio of water to cement cannot exceed 0.45 for garage carport or exterior floors and it can't exceed uh, 0.65 for interior floors and it can't exceed 0.70 for all other ap- applications so i mean uh, most of the time you could have this conversation with Crete maker when they're there because they would totally know what's going adjustment. on that right you never had to do i guess in a underpinning you know you wouldn't have to do slump tests would you Um, Or is the engineer inspecting that? I've never seen it.
0: Yeah, I've never... In residential, no. No. We only ever had some tests when we were doing the Drake at time.
1: Yeah, that's more of a commercial application. Exactly,
0: and it was all drum mix too, and they have the the guys who kind of show up and do that too. That's Uh, a good way as well of uh, pulling up the drum guys. You know, they, they sometimes... I've, I've had it before. you trying kind to of jump from another job or whatever, and they got a bit left over, and they try to.
1: Oh, I don't them. play that game. I've heard that before. I know, and it's not.
0: Oh, my guy, my driver lost a slip, and I'm like, sirens are going off. Yeah. yeah. And that's we didn't use them guys anymore.
1: How did you know. handle? Because wasn't there a shortage this year, earlier in the middle of the year? There was a, or, well, the union. Was there, what was it, a strike, or was there a shortage, or what was going on? With the, yeah, the, the... I know concrete guys were freaking out.
0: Concrete guys were on strike. Okay, yeah. As far as I knew, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so basically it made it hard to get concrete to any sites.
0: The concrete in general was running short. And yeah. Sand was running short, like sand and gravel was running short at one point. Wow. Powder was running short. And all the big concrete guys could tell you about that, but yeah.
1: It didn't affect you?
0: No, like... Uh, I find like companies always prioritise people, obviously based on demand. You know, if I'm not, you know, if there's twenty meters down the street and you know I need five, then you know, obviously, I get it. But uh, we never had any issues. Uh, what they do is like, oh, my truck's busy. They'll they'll pull that, you know. Uh, some some places will do that, but it's you know the full while well, they just they just can't keep up.
1: Yeah. Uh, have you ever come across any interesting? underpinning going on anything different than the norm i mean i know that we talked about stages um off mic or whatever but i think the most stage i've ever done was four four is usually, and then we did a funky kind of it was a funny a funky corner and that just became its own stage on its own right it, it wasn't part of a, a series but yeah. four was the max but anything interesting different unique
0: the only time with four is usually if it's like say stability issues we yeah juice we never go any wider than three feet um, even though some engineer drawings will say a maximum of four yeah in toronto i'll never go unless it was a poured foundation on solid clay maybe i'd consider it uh but that's, in a, toronto, big, that's but a big that's a big pin i see some of these guys on the uh online there and they're posting like in the beaches four foot wide on sand and i'm like man like i wouldn't post this online like this is a you hazard would,
1: i would be hearing timber like move i Freaking, would be hearing funky sounds
0: like, and it's, it's, just, it's a race against time. Like,
1: it's crazy. I got flack for having work done above while the underpinning was going on. Hmm. And I'm like, why, why are you guys flacking me, man? Hmm. Like, the underpinning is being done properly. It's being done safely. Exactly. It's being inspected. It's being uh, babysat by an engineer. Hmm. So technically speaking, if that's all being done, yeah. the house is not moving above. No. So why can't I continue having trades above working? Yeah.
0: I can't see any... Ah, uh, just, was, you know, the cairns of bri- bri- construction bri- bri- were there. Bricks, the whole point of bricks with a to lock makes them wonderful, yeah, role, right? It's, that's all it is. It's not going to, yeah, unless there was some serious issues already going on. Um,
1: and obviously winter's such a pain in the ass to uh, underpin to begin with.
0: It's more conveyor maintenance for us is the biggest issue in uh, winter. It's always jamming. And you always have to be one, yeah, because it's metal, metal to dirt. It just sticks like a, a magnet and then the wheel gets bigger and then, you you know, your belt blows out, so... Obviously, that slows us down a little bit. And, you know, we always have to be one step ahead because, you know, that bin's going to freeze uh, overnight. So we'd always like, or you're going to be we're literally at 7 a.m. You're going to be chipping guns, trying to get a hole for that dirt to fall into. So we always like, before you leave, guys, make sure all the bin, you know, all the dirt is in the front of the bin, rather than just kind of leaving this pile and then, you know, upsetting everybody
1: else. Because they won't be able to get it out. They'll try to rattle it to get out or something like that, but it's still it's that, frozen. It's just that it. lump in front yeah. of the
0: conveyor. It's got nowhere to go, and it's just going to, yeah.
1: I mean, in a lot of respect, man. It's a hard trade. It's very hard, but it's also, you know what? There's nothing more satisfying than having a finished underpin basement and walking in and seeing the concrete and feeling, you know, yeah. the extra two feet of ceiling height.
0: I, I love this crawl space experience. This is what's, you know, we're turning a basement down in Park uh, Parkdale there. And uh, it was literally a three foot, a three three hundred square foot basement, and we've probably turned it into close to eight hundred, because eighty percent of his basement was a crawl space, yeah. just literally piles of dirt and garbage, and now it's it's wide open and it's a rental apartment. Um,
1: so much benefit.
0: And like it, like I said, when people say I just want to seal it off, it's just like
1: the problem. I guess with the clients, I mean, because the, the it's a big tick item, like, and you can't price it, and I'm not asking you to price it, but you're still talking, on an average Toronto home, I'm not talking about any of the bigger neighbourhoods or whatever, you're still in the ballpark of 50, 60, and it starts to climb from there depending on how deep you're going. And I can't even imagine what it is now because during the whole time and material's gone up, it's probably got up to 80 or something like that. And that's, that's just truth.
0: That's just for your blank canvas. Right? Yeah, yeah, if, yeah,
1: if you want a tradesperson to come in and they say they know how to do it and they give you a price of $20,000 or $30,000. I have a crew. There's something going on.
0: Sirens are going
1: off. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't hire that crew.
0: I had a, a, a similar, actually, that scenario in uh, Roncesville's A client said, called me up, said, "Hey, this guy's coming twenty grand cheaper than you." Wow. And I'm like, good luck. You
1: know, and you almost got to say, please don't hire that I've, person. I tried.
0: I tried. Listen, I was like, there's a reason for that. But you know, this is where you, you've got to step away. You know, I can't because then it feels like you're getting desperate. You're like. You know, they, they feel like that's all they're trying to do is you're trying to force their, your cost on them. they like, you're desperate for the sale or something. Um, and I got the call probably six weeks later. In the middle of winter, windows are wide open. The basement's dug out. The ground's freezing. Our water pipes are freezing. Uh, and they've just abandoned the project, basically. Uh, can you help me? And I'm like, did they have inspections? I don't know. Okay, did the city ever come? I don't know. Did you have an engineer? Oh, we have an engineer on the drawing. Did they ever call him? I don't know.
1: Oh, that's so scary. And I'm
0: like, I'd love to help you. Like, you've had your heart broken once. I don't wanna break it again, like break it again. I don't, that's, that's, that's the scenario you're in. And the amount of, it's just more about your liability now, because yeah, if I go in there- You're taking that and, and responsibility. And their underpinnings only go in, you know, a foot rather than the whole way, and then I'm gonna be like- What oh. did you
1: see when you walked in there? It was like the first just stage. A, just a
0: big, oh. Uh, oh, uh, they uh, haven't
1: even touched the stages yet.
0: Oh no, they, they dug the whole basement out. Stages, like two, two, of, two of the stages were done. The whole basement was ballied out, um, and that was it. The, the, like, it, was, it was a mess. I'd like, be nervous taking that on. Did you, you took it on? No, 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 I had to walk away. I I'd couldn't.
1: be very nervous to take it on.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've come across even worse than that before
1: now. Like, really? Crazy, Because yeah. I guess guys just figure we can do this, but then they quickly realize we can't do this.
0: Yeah, and I don't know where they pull the guys, half of them as well, and it was insane. The one that we went to before, it um, was that, it's like uh, around the university, uh, UFT area. And um, we went in and uh, the jack posts, shoring posts were uh, cast into the concrete. Like they just poured up to them. The basement was full of water. But it must have been...
1: This is a completed job? A
0: completed job, yeah. And uh, six inches of water, but the other side of the basement was dry.
1: Okay, so things are not level.
0: So they actually pushed the concrete through the window to put the floor down, cast around the posts, and I'm like, where's your sewer line? Somewhere over there. They actually cast the sewer line in the wall and just... How long were they vibrating it before they realized, like, where's that concrete going? Like... And then you've got the city on you, you know, and it's crazy. And like I'm, I said to him firstly, I said, "I'm guessing this was all cash," and they're like, yeah. "And it was right." Yeah, I was like, "Because this is a lawsuit, like, right now." Yeah, like, this is this is crazy. Like this is madness. The potential
1: of that home being actually uh, done correctly. Well, being deemed unsafe, and now you have to move out, yeah. and then having engineers to come in and reassess everything. It starts to become a huge thing. And
0: there was footings, and they were like, uh, "Oh yeah, they, they got the footings dug for the posts." Okay, like, where are they? Somewhere in there. And they put these posts, not even where the footings were, obviously, because they were going to... And uh, she says, oh, here's some photos. And it was literally a photo of a hole with some robot rebar kind of thrown on top of it. And I'm like, but where is that? Oh, we don't, we don't know. It's in there. And then, the funny enough, the guy that did the job showed up for his jackposts. And I'm like, man, if I was you...
1: Don't show up.
0: Oh, man. I, I, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, he said as though was, uh Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose.
1: Yeah, that's the things that you... Is that the name of a company? <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the company, Basically, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to wonder, are these clients, are they getting three bids? Are they are just speaking to one that's really cheap mm-hmm. and then one that's proper?
0: The guy that blows them out of the water and like, oh, I'll take him quick, you know? I, I, you know, obviously, it's all about money. I get it. Yeah. But, you know, check that social. Like, I, I'm all about the Instagram because... It's it's basically updates constantly, you know, and it's it's live feed. You know, I mean, there's people out there even now doing like the copy and pastes from Google. Yeah. Oh, look at us! Look how good we are. Yeah. The um, smoke and mirrors around everything, but it's you'll see my guys in there. They all got the t-shirts on. It's all you know. It's, it's
1: it's lifetime. Well, you're you're it's safe. You're building the business around safety first. Whether it's the safety from the labors, the people that are actually doing the physical work, or the actual actions of the work. Everything's, it's all around safety. Yeah. That's just paramount, What we man. do,
0: we don't do it the fastest way, but we do the right no. way. It, this is that, not a what, race. That's, that's what the extra cost is, really. Yeah. You're paying for us to do it the slow way, but the right way. That's, you know, that's, that's why it is more expensive. And the quality of guys as well, obviously.
1: So where do you see yourself going from here?
0: Oof. Um. I'm trying to, like...
1: Do less. No, um, no I can't. I'm, no, I can't. <laughs> um, no,
0: that's not in my uh,
1: No, not
0: in my genetics, unfortunately. Um,
1: Ideally, you want to pass it on?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I've never think that far. You know, I've had the phone call. Hey, you know, do you want to sell your brand kind of deal? And they wanted to kind of go down the... Again, I don't want to put num- companies out there. But um, basically, you know, they use my name and just keep throwing the work, I'll swear. And I'm like... Sorry, man. Like, do you understand how old I am? Like, no, 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 I, I've got the energy to do this. I'm not retiring yet. Uh, it's just not, it's not who I am. Um, but, yeah, what I want to see where I am going moving forward. I just want to grow. Like I, I've got that grow. I, I just know it's there. I know the demand's there. Our reputation's there. Uh, you know, me choosing the right guys, it's there. You know, I, I don't want to – you know, there's, there's options out there where you could, you know, start grabbing guys – a lot cheaper, you know, easier, technically legally, but you can start grabbing guys. And, you know, a lot of guys out there, they're completely overwhelmed with guys for all the wrong reasons. And the way I'm doing it isn't the easy way. I'm grabbing, you know, legal guys, legally on my books. But it's, it's the right way. It's, you know, you want to keep people employed. You want to give them benefits. You want to look after them. Everything I never had, basically. You pay them well. you we pay them by the hour. We pay them weekly. Done. And no, no chasing checks, no cash. You know, they're insured. They've got the WSIB. Again, you just, you just want people to have security and you want to look after them.
1: I can only assume that, uh, I mean, I've only had a handful of visits from the Ministry of Labor, right, MOL. Mm-hmm. I can assume that they probably, do they frequent you guys or? I've only ever had one visit. Just one, huh? Eh? Because a
0: neighbor called something in um. Um, during COVID. She said we were working too close. Funny enough, she wanted me to quote a house down the road. Um, and then next thing, she calls in calls in the <laughs> ministry to say we were we, we were working outside, yes. pouring footings, and she was comp- she called them to say that we were working too close together. Was, was she happy? The neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? People like that will never be happy. I don't
1: think. No, it's just people are you know they, they need you because you have the skills, and then they hate you when they don't need you for the skills.
0: Yeah, again, you're always a problem unless it's their house. right? Exactly.
1: That's what it is. It's always the case. That's a on the city. Street,
0: that's like. Number one, key in the city is, like, unless it's their house, you're just a problem. It's like when you drive around here, you know, they're they're a priority, you're a problem. Driving around here is the same story.
1: Have you always had a good experience with the inspectors there? Because I find that when it comes to key and structural, like, structural details of a home like that, I'm very respectful that they come in. They've got their thinking caps on. They're prepared. They've reviewed the joins. Everyone's on board, and I yeah. like seeing that. Have yeah. you ever come across where it's not like that? I I don't well, think it is like that in Toronto.
0: N- now, now with the city, obviously, because we know most of the inspectors now. The older guys, which are great, yeah. The new guys, like during COVID, when the, all the old guys were like, you know, they want to go into ba- you know, into basements for obvious reasons. Um, these new guys would show up, like you know, the books. You know, they'd show up, like all flexing and be like what's this, what's that, you know, and they're like pulling the book out, you know, and just like, chill, man, like, I'll walk you, I'll walk you through the job, you know, let's, let's do this, you know, don't uh, you just come in, guns blazing, trying to find something. It's okay this, uh, to
1: say that this is your first underpinning that you're seeing and, yeah. you know, let's, we'll walk you through, don't yeah. worry, we'll walk you that through. That one
0: with the radiant floor and he's like ready to shut the job down because we have radiant down without a permit and I'm like, this isn't sole heat source, man. Yeah. And he doesn't even like, he said, oh, you know, if it was solid heat source, man, we'd have a permit. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but it's not. So, and that was it. the End of the conversation. But he's like, "What's this?" Like straight off the book, you know. Um, but yeah, we they, with the city um, right now is because we have that relationship with most of them. There's no issues. They come in. They know. You know where the the older guy comes in. With, I know. I know of him. He comes in with his torch. He points. What's this? What's that? What's that? Looks good, guys. We're good. But it's all about your engineer. That's number one.
1: Everything is like, that's the quarterback That's right all
0: the, you know, back in the day when, when I first started doing it, it was just about the city. Yeah. And obviously they must have had some sort of liability issue. Um, and then it was like, no, no, we're not even then. walking in the house now without an engineer. You have with, to have the, a safety report. Yeah, they won't have it. You have to have a safety report in with your first initial inspection to say the house is safe to walk into. That's like number
1: well, that's the other jokers that we're building underpinning, right? So they've seen enough of those. I can only imagine the inspectors have seen enough of those Holy kinds molly. of jobs, right? Holy moly, yeah. Which is very, very, very scary, man. Yeah,
0: I've I've seen it. I've seen it, and it's uh, yeah, it's like when you start going against. And the, the best part is is like when people start posting it online and like this is how it's supposed to be done. And I'm looking at a house that's balancing, mm. and like, but obviously you know it's all in these you know it's all slow motion or whatever you know, and you're like. But well, a client's like, that's all they see is the music and the, you know, it's all, oh, look how cool it is. But I'm looking at like, why is this? Like, you know, why is that? You know, the whole basement still out? But and- you
1: know that Ministry of Labor and inspectors are actually, they're trolling the feeds, eh? They're should, paying attention, man. And it's not hard to put two and two together if you're a local Toronto uh, contractor and you yeah. recognize a house, like it's possible to figure out, mm-hmm. wait a minute, that's this house yeah and then it just it's red flag even
0: then it's like you know they'll look at it probably and just like it's not my problem right now
1: (sighs) still risky man speaking of which i mean a little bit of green book talk here trenching because you got to deal with all this time right trenching excavation and protective systems so benching you're doing all that excavating one or series of horizontal levels or steps with vertical what's the biggest bench you ever done or had to be done
0: big as in tall or how far uh, how high usually, usually around three feet is the max such paper. a big block i know of S- seven to ten officially that's where it's supposed to be if you're going eight foot usually from around three yeah that's uh, from around six sorry it's it, officially on paper it's supposed to be at least three feet like, yeah. it's thereabouts um officially but um we're doing a lot of things now we're working alongside with our engineer where we're doing like you were saying the upturn yeah, basically a big boot. It's a, it's a retaining wall, but done in sections. Um, and I, I, I pulled an engineer, that, one of the client's engineers, he wanted us to just dig it, flush, pour it. And I'm like, Annaman, what's oh, happening you... between that stage there where yeah, we're digging you... it and just hoping it doesn't fall down? Uh, and I'm like, no, this needs to be done in sections. This is like the homeowners, you know, engineers. And these are the things you've got to pull people on. You know, you've got to have the knowledge to pull engineers on things as well. You know, I, I get it.
1: Question it. Yeah, I'm
0: just. Why, why are you asking me to dig this whole thing in front of a footing? You know,
1: the biggest challenge with the upturn, which was uh, like very critical, was the rebar connections after of course. the first pour. Of course. Like, like bending it a certain, like having it out extended, and then pouring and not leaking, and then taking the forms off and bending. The rebar to get it back into for the next stage and doing all that properly Mm -hmm. that's the biggest challenge but what it does is it gives you the freedom of not having to bench in a house especially in toronto space they usually
0: get away with about 10 inches yeah then obviously three feet but
1: there's a formula that 10 inches comes out but then it's seven to ten is the official and the higher it goes up on the actual wall itself right and then then you're also you got to also factor in that you're doing the boot part on the bottom, the horizontal part, and that starts to move all your mechanicals so and all your drain lines mm. running through the center. It gets bigger and bigger it and, and, gets thicker big, and thicker Yeah, that's what that's. But says. like
0: this, sometimes with that, you'll just take the pin itself down and yes. keep the ground Yeah, uh, the same, the grade in the center. And then it's ideal as well for your weeping tile and,
1: all that stuff it's starts to change and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other terms: sloping, excavating the trench wall at an angle away from the excavation, shoring. Shoring is becoming a must now in any kind of construction these days, right? Even yeah. like four feet now. In, in
0: the city, it's just so difficult sometimes. Yeah, shoring. so uh, neighbors okay. and everything. And so you've always got to have in your contract too. You know, like if you want me to include shoring. Like the amount of work that can go into that, even temporary shoring, sure, you know, six by sixes and if you want, it's whatever. Expensive,
1: it's expensive. Time man. and. So, yeah, for anybody installing uh, aluminum hydraulics or supports, wood or whatever, anything that just uh, it keeps the earth back. Shielding. Uh, I've never done shielding, installing trench boxes. So, basically, shielding is more for commercial applications. That, that's where the. the Road t- work, t- yeah, and stuff like Yeah, an like
0: excavator usually has a, a, like a vibration attachment and it fires it in and they kind of attach to each other.
1: Oh. Okay. I they vibrated
0: vibrate it down into the ground. Yeah. And obviously the, the one next to it kind of guides it. And it like attaches. And then, and then they, they usually cut the tops off them.
1: Ah. I didn't realize That's that. rather
0: than uh wood or pure, pure concrete, I
1: suppose. Yeah. And then trenches. Uh And they everything has to be inspected daily, frequently, because... Uh, Especially during the, the bad winters. I mean, if you get water coming in, you get snow coming in, you get all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It starts to affect all that, man. Clifford, uh, what else have we not talked about, man? Good
0: question. I don't know. I don't know. Um,
1: You're busy. You're booked for a little busy, while.
0: And I'm I'm like uh, like thing like throughout there is I'm a big thing about mental health and construction, um, that's a massive thing right now. And I always find the biggest thing about mental health and construction is stay occupied elsewhere. You know, there's, there's ways, you know, people think, oh, maybe I'll sleep it, I'll sleep and I'll feel better kind of deal. No, 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 you need to get occupied, you need to put your mind elsewhere. That's, that's what worked for me. Uh, before when I first started out, oh my God, like seven days a week, 18 hour days, night and day, night and day, you know.
1: Takes a toll, man.
0: Oh God, um, and it did. And uh, I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, who are you? Like, you know. Did you speak to anybody? No. No? But uh, my wife.
1: Okay. No, that's she, somebody. She was my wife. Yeah, uh, you know,
0: she she if it wasn't for her, who knows, right? Yeah. And uh she told me straight up, like you you know, you need to change something. And I, I knew it myself, but you know, I'm drinking and I'm like, you know, vaping to sleep and like that was the only way I could sleep. I had so much on my mind, um constantly, you know, everything, every variable you can think. And um I had your bad client here, you know, and it just and Say, oh, you know, don't take on too much, but you know, when you're growing, it's like, what do you do? Um, but I kept everyone happy, even though it like next to kill me, you know, probably knocked a few years off my life in that time, but yeah, night and day. And like I say, I'd be in at eight o'clock on the computer till midnight, up at four, and you know,
1: it's too much, man. It was,
0: it was it's way and, too uh, much. Have
1: you torn all that down? Oh, god, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got a grip on myself, okay, I had to.
0: it was, it was. Like I said, I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, you know, a guy that's pretty much worked out all his life before I got self-employed, basically. And then I was like five years, like probably probably four years. It was only last in the last 12 months I like literally got a grip on myself and changed everything up. Um, last four years was nothing but that. And um, yeah, like I said, I'd look in that mirror and I'd be like, I'd have this, I'd be, you know, big belly, and I'll be just looking at myself, and I'm just like, this, this isn't you. I'll be screaming it at myself. But you're like, what do you do? I got work to do. I got guys to feed. I got you know, so much on my plate. Like, what do I do? All I could do is work harder.
1: Did that's your funny. wife notice it before you did, or did she verbalize? I, that's it? the
0: thing about yourself is you know it, like you know in yourself. You're
1: just that, denying uh, it. Of
0: course, you've got like, you've got to keep working. That's that's your that's your stable. Like you've got to keep moving, keep moving. You know drink and smoke to sleep, get up because it helps me to sleep, you know, and just, just so I can keep them cogs turning. And, you know, that's the way it was.
1: But you can't keep moving if everything gets shut down. Exactly. Eventually it
0: will, it will grind you down. And Once you've finally hit that wall, you know, of self-realization and you've got to like, do something about it. I, uh, I had a bad employee once who, um, he basically come after me. He He was a, he was a, he was a, one of them guys you know a piece of piece of work oh um i f- i actually fired him um during covid he uh, he, he basically told me he was sick he, he wasn't sick and then i fired him um because I, he destroyed my tools i had to tear his work down start again anyway he came after me the the ministry did and um so what i did is i just worked harder didn't know how to deal with it you know i'm I'm, a, I'm an immigrant man, like lawyers, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm here to work. Like, I don't know that stuff. I know. So, I was expecting something from them. And they sent me this bill. Like, they estimate because of COVID, I owe him eight weeks' pay. Uh, he's not going to be able to find work. I'm like, this is in a construction boom. Like, and you're telling me he isn't going to work for eight weeks because of COVID? I'm like, how is COVID my fault? Like, yeah. why am I being blamed for this?
1: Yeah.
0: And um, anyway, I got this letter, and it was like, I could say, eight weeks I owed him. And again, I didn't go down the legal route. I didn't do anything. I just worked harder. I worked harder and harder and harder. And again, this is when I, uh, I hit the wall. I walked through my door, and I was like, I looked at my wife, and I said, I need to go for a run. And I was like, I, was, I literally had tears in my eyes. I was breaking down. I was breaking. I was on my last legs. And it's like, go for a run? Or who, who, who knows what? And... Um, I hit the railway tracks, my lungs were on fire, my legs were on fire, like everything was burning. I, I, basically, I, I like basically coughed up blood. I was like, I pushed myself so fast down this thing. But I got home and I felt better. Even though everything hurt, like it felt better. It was a release. And then basically the rest is history now. Like I do Spartans, I do Tough Mudders. I, run probably around, I do run roughly around 10 miles every uh, Sunday. But like, and I do uh, classes at the um, fuel, fuel training, big up fuel training, right there. <laughs> I go there five days a week, let off all my steam there. And now I can actually focus. And like you said, you start working smarter, you know, and you can actually focus. Again, I'm big on mental health. And the biggest thing to do is find something that you, that needs focus, sleeping, drinking, you know, time off, you know, it doesn't fix that problem. It doesn't. Scratch that itch, and, and you need to find something that requires all of your focus, and t- that's the hardest part about being a work addict, I suppose, as you can call it, is you need for you to not focus on that, like going, the way, going to the gym and doing the weights, it just wasn't doing it for me. like I'd be doing weights thinking of work, and I'd be like, "I can't focus. So I found something like running, which requires 100 percent of my attention, because it hurts. And then um, I was like, "That's my go-to, and I started doing these classes. It would absolutely like thrash me, and I'd walk away, knuckles dragging on the floor, but feeling better. Head's clear, I can go back to my computer, focus. But then, like you say, you start looking at the clock. It's kind of clock, I should go to bed. Before that, it was just go, 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 and
1: it took its toll. It was your, it was your life just telling you, you're at a point man you're at a fork oh
0: man I was I was broken I was shaking I yeah was, I was done
1: there was a bunch of stuff it wasn't just the, the bad employee it was just you running That, your was, business. My, that was my final straw, you're man. not the only one Clifford honestly man like during these last two three years oh, I no. a lots of trades people have reached out to me and a, and I've heard all kinds of stories man and and I'm feeling for a lot of them and and I that's why I think maybe you noticed or maybe even other people noticed like I was always big about construction life and having a passion and an interest and all this other stuff. But about a year, a year and a half ago, I started shifting gears on that saying, please do not ignore your life. Do not ignore the important people in your life and the people that are there for you in your life. Whether that's co-workers or family or significant other or what have you. As important as the construction life is, do not ignore your it's life. It's
0: so easy to get trapped in a box. Yes. You know? It's just like, yeah. you do get your blinders on. And, and you will you obviously you know work requires attention I get you know I, no one gets it more than me but you'll get like you'll get like this and looking back at myself I'd walk through the door I wouldn't even say hi to my wife I'd have my phone stuck in my you know, my head, head stuck in the phone I'd sit down my dog would come up to greet me I wouldn't even know it was there and I'd be straight on the computer she's like how's your day hmm. you know and then I, I'd just like this like that was me but like I didn't know that you don't know that because when, you, when you're so focused you don't even see that like you don't see yourself but now i can look back at myself and i like i apologize to my wife like it gets me emotional just apologizing to her because yeah. i can't believe the person i was that but, you were but thank god she waited for me you know like and she she got a grip of me uh, the way she did um and again it, like i say it took me to make that change though she could have told me all day long and when you're that focused you don't listen to people it just bounces off you Oh, you you know you don't know. You don't know how hard I work. You can't work as hard as me. You, uh, you get like that. You but a like
1: lot that. of people in the business do that. Yeah, they're like that. Yeah. Now I feel bad because I was like DMing you and texting you and talking.
0: <laughs> oh no 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 no. No, I know. I'm, I'm we're all going through it. Yeah, That's we're awesome. all
1: going through it, man. It's just like we really don't. And you don't show this. You don't. Nobody presents this. Nobody. And and I agree with you. I'm always uh, like I've I'm, like I've tried and I'm gonna continue trying to bring more mental health awareness and bring people come on and start talking about how we can communicate we know that this is a masculine driven industry that we're in and, and it's like, we're not supposed to speak this way. Fuck that. Yeah. We speak w- this working way. With my dad, he was like that. Yeah. 100%. I know that's how it was right. That you never had, I don't remember a single conversation I had with my dad was like heartfelt. It wasn't at that level. I, I
0: barely saw my dad. Like when he was, yeah. he, my, my, my mother would keep us up till like eight or nine o'clock at night, just so we could see our dad. You would see our dad, then, you know, he's dog tired. He falls asleep in the chair. That was our yeah. one-on-one experience um but that's just the way it was you know like my dad was doing that so we could go on a vacation every year you know and he had he took he went with my mother and he already he or she, she already had two uh two sons so we took that on as well so we had all that burden to carry and he and he worked his ass off and he, he can still work now i mean he only he only does like three days a week he told me he's retiring mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so what are you gonna do like build a house in the backyard <laughs> that's then, retirement yeah and, and it's like you ain't gonna retire and then he calls up the boss again. And he's like, can I come back three days a week? And I'm like, there you go. I knew, I knew he wouldn't retire. But again, you know, that's where I got it from, I suppose. Um, I suppose. But um, it's good
1: that you saw it and you, you kind of confronted it. Yeah. Because most most are not. You, you will deny. Like, yeah, 100%. when you When you focus so much, yeah.
0: you deny anybody or anything that kind of gets in front of you. And you kind of push it to the side. You know, that's the, that's the man way, right? You just... No, 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 you, you, know, you, don't know, you don't know how hard I can work. You're, it, you're just know how my work. And that's what and
1: frustrates me about, like, you get clients and then you get GCs and then you get into financial, like, you're not being compensated and then you get into legal bullshit and then that just compounds and people don't realize, wait a minute, I'm in a bad spot right now and now you guys are just compounding
0: oh, it. I, I had, uh, not too long ago, I'm going to bring this up, but um, my, my sister actually passed away. Oh, uh, She's only
1: 42, two kids. Oh, man.
0: Um. It was crazy, it was a crazy, last, like last year, the summer, this summer, was, it, was, it was crazy, um, my sister passed away, um, so I had that to deal with, and then I had like three projects and a fourth on the go, and we were just basically coming to finish this project, and it was like a, a slab to put on top of a walkout, so I said to the client, I says, listen man, I've got three projects on the go, can you just wait a little bit, my sister's passed away, you know, I, I need some time, I can't, I can't do too much right now, you know, I, I don't get compassionate leave. I'm the CEO, you know, I don't, I don't get that. I can't call up my boss and tell him, you know, I'm not coming in. Um, So yeah, I went through that and I I said that to him and he calls up my engineer the very same day. Hey, you got any guys can come and finish this work? And he, and he found some crew to come and finish our work. And he just actually pushed me out the door in the middle of this scenario. Like, that's wrong.
1: That's wrong on every level. I'm
0: like, come on, like, I don't ask for a break, but Jesus. No, I know.
1: That's wrong, man, on every level.
0: And he did that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was in nuts. And then and another thing, like, literally two weeks later, then my dog died. It was like, it was like crazy, crazy. Well, there's all,
1: like, I'm telling you, life, man.
0: It, it comes at you, you in bursts. Yeah, it was it, like, it was something else. Um, and that dog was like, because I literally got my wife and my dog, cause that was my family in Canada. Like, I don't have a family here. And that was it. And that, like, broke me because it was my sister was the first thing. And then that was like that that was like a cherry on the pie that like pushed me Uh, but again if I didn't have my running and I didn't have my gym like I'd go to that gym people ask me how are you I'd just nod my head get to work like focus yeah I just I just need this right now like I don't need to be social I don't want to make friends I just want to get this out of my system and that's what kept me going back to work I was still shaky in the day I'd have you know you'd have you come at you again in bursts throughout the day because you're just so busy. This is how you realize in construction that it, it is like your life, it comes at you in bursts. Like, you know, you, oh, you know, oh, I was supposed to do this. Like, you know, it comes at you because you're just so God's, you know, you're dead set on one way and that's it. And like I say, I'd be driving around in my truck and I'd be like, my sister has to wait. Like, and that's just how it is in this game. Um, and like I say, client was just, just pushed me to one side. Some, most of my clients, well, obviously, you know, they understood. They, and they understood, being, but yeah. he didn't, yeah. But again, if I didn't have that outlet, I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously, I would have took it a lot more differently, and it would have been that coiled spring, you know. And that's how I've always, I've always worked out, and you don't realize you need it until you take it away. And um, that, that, like, that saved me. It did. Uh, clean, cleans my head, keeps me focused. Yes, I'm not up till midnight every night because I'm tired from my workout, which is what normal people should do. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Well, I mean, th- I, Clifford, thank you for bringing it. That. That no, 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 all good, man. How, how old's daughter?
0: Her daughter? Your daughter. No. I don't have a daughter. Oh, no, her my, da- her my daughter. Sister. My sister's daughter was two in February. Oh, man. Yeah. She had a brain hemorrhage. Um, very random. Uh, came on. Yeah. Hit, hit you in the face. You know, I'm getting this phone call off my mom. And then um, I went all the way home. I had to get an emergency passport. Went home at the funeral. That's the closest I felt with my family. You know, again coming from a construction background, that was the closest we ever felt together. It was a it was a super sad time, but that's like I know it seemed. I don't know how you want to look at it, but that was like the closest we've ever been. Um, so it felt warm in a sense, but you know, you know, it happened. So yeah.
1: <sighs> All right, well, we got to do the 12 questions, man. No, I appreciate you bringing that up, man, because I think it's important. It's, it's massive. I massive. think a lot of people in this business are going through so much. 100%. And they're bothering And I really want to put light on that. I really yeah. do. And I can't... I, that's why I'm very respectful that you brought it up. And, and because I'm telling you right now, people listening, they're going through stuff. And, and I'm here, man. Like I always say yeah. on the
0: social, like, I'm here. Like, talk to me. Like, you're not the only person going through what you're going through yep. at all. And like you say, you can push your limits. You keep doing them. But when you find your limits... Something's going to bite. I mean.
1: And then you still got to get on the job site and operate machinery. No time off. And basically take care of your crew and their families and providing a livelihood for them. Yeah. And there's so much still That's on your behind that, 100%. even before you start What that. can you do? Like, oh, yeah. guys,
0: let's shut it down for a two No, you two can't. Weeks, you, know? you can't. No.
1: I know. Clifford, Pegasus underpinning and rental. Uh Pegasusunderpinning.com, and then it's Pegasusunderpinning at gmail.com. And then on Instagram, it's Pegasusunderpinning and A N Renault. The 12 questions. You ready for this? Indeed. Uh what is your favorite construction word?
0: Structural. <laughs> it's actually a really nice word. It is. Think oh about no, it.
1: No, what is your least favorite construction word? Bid. Yeah. I
0: like quote estimate bid
1: bid. Yeah,
0: feels like an auction. I don't like it.
1: That's true. Yeah. What turns you on in construction?
0: Physical labor, being, being physical aspect of it, I suppose.
1: What turns you off in construction?
0: Bad clients.
1: I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Can I say it? Oh, of course you can. Twat. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Um, what is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world.
0: It was uh, Audi R8 limited edition, carbon fiber
1: mode. They don't make them anymore.
0: They don't make the R8 anymore?
1: No, they don't make that that edition. No. You'd have to fi- like find a used one from um, somebody. My yeah. cousin
0: back home, he had a, an Audi A3. but Again, he's like me. He worked his absolute ass off. He had the Audi A3 or A4, and he had it completely custom, waited like 12 months for it. But again... Worked for it. Work. So anyway. You work for it. I'm an, I'm an Audi man for sure. Nice.
1: Least favorite vehicle in the world.
0: I'm going to get a lot of slack for this. What's that? It's like a Dodge Ram, I suppose. Like, <laughs> I, gonna I, get I, it. I never got it when I was over here. Like, I don't get it because I can barely put a piece of wood in the back. I'm like, why... <laughs> And it's so thirsty and for what? Like one of my pulling You know what?
1: That's a, that's a fact though. It is very thirsty. You see night. him
0: going through the the back window? Yeah. And you're like, that guy slams his brakes like as an emergency stop. It's like oh, you see him like driving with her arm around it and like, "What is this? Just <laughs> get a van, man." Like, Jesus.
1: Uh, what construction sound or noise do you love?
0: Noise? Um definitely a chop saw through it with a nice sharp clean blade.
1: What kind of chop saw? What brand?
0: I'm not fussy, you know, I, Oh, and man, you're know, English, I know, so, people, people I mean, always, uh, you you're Makita, like, no? No?
1: No, nah. 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 nah, nah, not Makita? I'm not Makita,
0: man, because, like, everything we've had Makita, we blew it up. Oh. I know There's SDS-wise? Um, impacts, we've probably gone around three. D- Even the brushless, we killed
1: it. And if anything, your job site is a testing ground. This is what I say, and yeah. people, like,
0: slate me, but I'm like, man, like, the only ones, in all honesty right now, is I have the old school d still alive that have been around since the beginning of my company and we, it slowly started to fade away like after about four years but we sucked the 60 volt 4 amp on it it's good as new for about you know another few months and then it started smoking a little bit <laughs> well, again this is like a four, you know, a four year old dream. yeah
1: it's still around yeah. you can't fault it man yeah, that's, that's proof in the pudding uh, what's, uh, what construction sound or noise do you hate
0: breaking concrete yeah. chipping chipping heavy concrete yeah, that's every day well, I mean, like yeah. thick, heavy concrete. like chipping a slab is nothing. When it
1: just reverbs, it doesn't crack? Oh, it it's just like reverbs too. Thick
0: it. slabs of concrete, uh. yeah, it just goes on forever. Just.
1: What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day, Clifford?
0: Um, I thought about this and it's gone. I forgot about it. It's gone. I can't think of it right now.
1: Can't think of it? It'll hit me. It'll hit me. All right. What profession would you never want to do?
0: Oh, um,. Oh, like a safety officer.
1: MOL agent.
0: Like, yeah, just the one the guy that kind of walks around picking holes and things.
1: And yeah, I just recently found out that it, they make six figures. They start at one thirty-five and to as high as one fifty. But it's like it's
0: like being the you know the ticket guy. Like, you know, I'm sure they get good money, but like, imagine the amount of guys start, guys coming out screaming at you, you know, yeah. and just like just trying to like keep you calm all the time and just being that guy's.
1: Yeah, like, it's not a happy-go-lucky career. No. Do you remember what profession you want to try one day?
0: Try one day. It hit, had it, it's gone again. <laughs> I, I remember what it was, but it was something... Uh, engineer. I always wanted to be my own engineer, in-house but engineer. You're,
1: you know what, technically, Clifford... You, you,
0: you I'm, a, I'm an hands-on engineer.
1: But you kind of are.
0: Yeah. And I always, like, I can sit down with an engineer and we can have a head, you know. Yes. We can discuss things because so we understand them. I'm a, yes. g- I'm a tools engineer. What do you call a civil engineer? Yeah. And he's, a, you know, a school engineer. And we can sit down together and... But yeah. I definitely, but right as I am right now, it'd be nice to have that stamp and you know
1: do my own still possible to do it. It is. Uh the final question is uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
0: You've done it. Congratulations. Or yeah. Anyway.
1: No, no, I know, I know, I know. Um thank you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate thank your you. time. No, this has been a blast having you on the show finally. I, I know you're like you're serious and passionate and you love what you do. 100%. And and it's one of the trades that there isn't a lot of love for it. That's the thing about it. But there should be. So, I mean, I would love to see more views out there, you know, doing it, uh, doing 100%. it proper. I, I
0: always push that one. I was like, I'm here to shed light on this industry and, and show, you know, quality of work. And this is this is how it should be across the board. Yeah. that That's my, I want to, you know, put light on this industry. And I don't want to be treated as like, you know, shovel monkeys kind of deal no like you're guys, not some gcs kind of like look at you and be like you know you're just you're just underpinners and they're trying to <laughs> trying to you know I have, i've i've had that before you know because they've I been know. to school and they look at me you know i'm just i'm just a guy on a shovel like yeah
1: they do it they do it all the time they can't do it mm. they can try yeah but they, 100%, can't, do they it. can't do it you know? yeah no so thank you everybody again check it out on instagram it's pegasus underpinning a n reno and then the uh, email uh, is pegasus am oh, sorry Pegasusunderpinning at gmail.com. And the website is pegasusunderpinning.com. Thanks, Clifford. Thank Thank you 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 very much, Matt. All right. We are out of here. Thank you, Angelina.